home of Arizona Cardinals football. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke, Burns and Gambo, Big Red Monday, Crosstalk. Hour number four of the show. We are live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. Cliff Kingsbury is going to join us in a little bit for our exclusive weekly one-on-one with the Cardinals head coach. But joining us right now, back from the uh, Chen Community Studios, is our own Dave Burns for a little Big Red Crosstalk. Burnsy, how's it going? Good, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Uh, um, I wouldn't say it's a party. I mean. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that, David. <laughs> wow. The Would col- you like to do the last hour of the show? <laughs> no, I got four coming up. I'm good, Wolf. I appreciate well, the offer. Why not five? Uh, I mean, I, well, there, there's a reason, and I think four is plenty. But uh, the collective <laughs> groan coming from the two of you lets me know exactly what kind of segment we're in for. So let's roll up our sleeves and get to work. Brutal. Wolf, for the for the record, has asked anybody that has walked by if they would like to do the rest of the show today, Burns. So don't feel too special with that one. <laughs> All right, you. Uh, the guy who's putting out the donuts and the coffee. Hey, you want to do the show yeah. for the last hour? I'm cooked. I'm done. I got nothing uh, left to say about. How it. would you like to get into radio? This is your big chance. <laughs> this is your big shot. Uh, hopefully, Bernsey, you saw a different game than the rest of us saw yesterday, but I don't think you did. No, so, no. what was your biggest takeaway? No, I, I. My biggest takeaway was offensively. I think they'll be fine. They're, 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 and, and when I say that, understand it wasn't great yesterday, but it wasn't awful. And they're going to get bodies back, and they're going to get DeAndre Hopkins back. And they're gonna, you know, the, the Zach Ertz is gonna be a better version of himself. And Rondell Moore is gonna be back. I, I think the left guard situation was kind of a mess, having to go with a third string, and it felt kind of at the last minute. I think offensively, they'll be fine. And I thought Kyler was not great yesterday, but he was certainly okay. I, I think the concern is the defense. Just because the reinforcements that are coming, I don't know how much faith I'm supposed to have in them to make things better. Trayvon Mullen, I don't know much about Trayvon Mullen. I don't know how much he's going to improve things. Antonio Hamilton, wonderful story. I don't know how much he's going to improve things. J.J. Watt is, of course, J.J. Watt. But at this stage in his career, how comfortable am I counting on J.J. Watt a lot? And so it makes me nervous that while they're not going to be playing Patrick Mahomes every single week, the defense we saw yesterday is going to be indicative of their struggles all year long. Yeah, David, I think, um, yes, I believe they can get better. Hopefully they will get better. But I think you're right about that. The onus is on the offense to go out and win games. No doubt. And and if, in fact, they're going to do that, that means scoring points. I I expected a shootout. And I was really, really disappointed because, uh, metaphorically speaking, of course, they did not bring any bullets. Uh, I expected a shootout until the Rondell Moore injury on Friday. Mm. And, And then I... I expected a shootout, and then I saw they were going with Sean Harlow at left guard. And I, I think yeah, they didn't, for the, you're right, they didn't have the bullets. And, and I think the only way the Cardinals could have been competitive in a game like that is to keep up with the Chiefs on the scoreboard. And, and the broader concern, Wolf, would be for me that that, that defense is going to put them in a position where they're going to have to win a lot of games like that this year. Like that's going to be the avenue, that's going to be the way they're going to have to win. And 
And that only starts when they get their guys back. When Rondell Moore and and how long term that's going to be, I don't know. DeAndre Hopkins, we know he's got five games left. The Zach Ertz thing kind of popped up out of nowhere. They they have to get those guys back offensively because I, I think you're right. I think the key to this team this year is winning some shootouts like that because defensively, my faith is a little, it's a lot scattered in their ability to do it this year. Talking to Dave Burns. Uh, Burns, anybody that listens to the show knows I'm all in on Isaiah Simmons this year, so it's going to sound like I'm taking his side on this, but he, he didn't look good yesterday. I don't know that they put him in the best position to succeed, not having him. If he's going to be your green dot guy, and he's basically your backup at seemingly every position on defense, and he has to cover Travis Kelsey, and he's still kind of you know working his way up in his development, I, I just I didn't feel like they put him in the best spot to be at his best yesterday. They asked him to do a lot, and, and he just against Mahomes and the Chiefs yesterday, he was not able to do it. No, he he wasn't, and he's he's got to be great this year. I, I mean, to me, it's it's not. There's really no f- way to put a finer point on it. I, I think he has to be he has to be the number eight overall pick in the draft a couple of years ago. Great, and, and if he's not, you wonder if he's ever gonna be great at what the Cardinals are asking him to do. That you know, I, anybody who listens to our show knows my biggest fear with Isaiah Simmons is that it, it's going to take you three four years before you figure out exactly how to use him, and by the time you do, he's going to go somewhere else like Hassan Reddick did. And the Cardinals can't have a repeat of that. Yeah, it was a lot to ask of him yesterday, and yeah, there was a lot that he was juggling. Too many times, watching, looking up at the TV monitor and watching a replay, I saw the back of Isaiah Simmons' jersey chasing down the receiver that he was responsible for covering. And I must have five, six times it felt like I watched that happen yesterday. He's got to get a lot better real quick because, Wolf, you're absolutely right. I heard you earlier, and you're 100% correct. At the end of the day, this defensive improvement is going to come down to the improvement of those two guys, and it's got to happen in a hurry. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one, David. Talk to me a little bit, because it seemed like you were... um you thought Kyler Murray actually played an okay game. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I, I thought he did. I, I mean, there was pressure early, and I, I yeah. think that might have affected him a little early. I think that might have affected them a little early. But I, I thought he, watching him use Greg Dortch in what I assume to be kind of the Rondale Moore you know, role, I thought looked pretty good. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I thought he did all right. I, I, it's In a game like that, you're it's almost impossible to out Mahomes Mahomes, and yet that's exactly what was required of of Kyler yesterday, and, and he just wasn't up to the task early on in that game, but again, it's it's so difficult to judge Wolf when they're when they're missing as many guys as they were offensively. I mean, to think that Sean Harlow was your... To think that you went out and got Cody Ford for the specific reason that you might not be sure if you were going to have Justin Pugh, and then you didn't have either one of them, and you had to go with Sean Harlow at left guard just kind of spoke, and, and I didn't, you know, Wolf, I'll kind of defer to you on this one. I didn't think Rodney Hudson had the best of games yesterday either, yeah. to be honest with you. I, I, I thought it wasn't wasn't his finest moment. I don't know. What did you think about that? Well, you know what? I'm so glad you asked that, David, because I have, and a half. Uh, yeah, but I have not watched the tape yet, <laughs> all right, because I don't know how to download it, all right? So I've got, <laughs> listen, David, I got IT on it. I have IT on it. I couldn't get Maloney, all right, but I have IT on it. It right now. Once I get that download, I'll let you know. Get okay? back to me, will you? It just, me? It's driving me crazy. It is. I'm so glad you brought that up, Bernsey. I'm just. I'm happy you came.
came in here, you, you brought the energy of somebody that hasn't been talking about this game for three hours. <laughs> well, and, and, and it was a nice jolt. Check in with me at five fifteen in the afternoon, boys. <laughs> it, it, I might be I might be in need of a hot cup of coffee and a donut. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm going to throw one more name at you real quick here before you, we let you go. I thought if Andy Isabella was ever going to have that game, or okay, here I'm going to show you guys just how amazing I could be. It would be yesterday, and we barely even saw. Him. No, we did, and and you know I kind of misread that putt to be honest with you. I thought on Friday when news of Rondale came down that it, that Andy would be more of the guy. It was Greg Dorch. He and I and I probably in looking back on it now, I feel kind of dumb for thinking that. I, it, of course it was going to be Dorch. He just he was the one who had the the big summer and he was the one who had the big August. And and not that Andy Isabella didn't. He did have good games, but man, every day we were talking about Greg Dorch doing this and Greg Dorch doing that. So in retrospect, I wasn't I wasn't that surprised that it was Dorch that led the team and targets and receptions and receiving yards and how the game that he had um, I we're, we're waiting on Andy Isabella and I he's I think he's going to get more opportunities because we don't know when Moore's coming back and certainly Dehoff's not walking through that door anytime soon so I think there'll be another chance for him but it looks like Dorch is going to be kind of the guy in that more role Bernsey, great stuff, man. We'll be listening to it too. Get that download, Working Wolf. Come on, yeah, let's I go. Know. Get yeah. on it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate uh-huh. it. He's yep. Hitting his computer with a rock right there now. Is David Charles Burns, ladies and gentlemen. David Burns joining us on the Arizona Sports Line because we're out here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center, so we can talk to Cliff Kingsbury in a little bit. But when we come back, we'll get back into that offense. Join Four Peaks this Sunday for a Red Sea Road Rally as the Cardinals take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Enjoy great prizes, ticket giveaways, and food specials all game long this Sunday at Phillies off Warner Road and the I-10. When we come back, it was supposed to be an offensive shootout. Both teams trading punches. Only one team was punching. What happened at State Farm Stadium yesterday? It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. It is the Wolf and Luke Show, live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center here on a Monday, a Big Red Monday, Wolf. Doesn't feel as big after that game yesterday, but still, it is a Big Red Monday as the NFL season kicked off. I really, I find myself... um, being drawn to just talk about the 49ers and laugh at the fact that they seem to have a quarterback problem on their hands. You know, it's too early for that. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I'm not laughing at anybody. I know. Just looking for anything to <laughs> just, laugh at. I, I know. Just, just, yes, it was very interesting. It was fascinating to watch uh, Trey Lance um, and the 49ers struggle offensively against the Bears, but uh, it was some bad weather, man. No doubt about it. And the Cardinals have their own issues. Well, that's that was the whole point, is I want to deflect away from the Cardinals' issues. Now, you and I have been going back and forth all day. What's the bigger concern? And it really just depends on how you look at it, right? I mean, to me... I, sh- I share a very similar viewpoint actually to what Dave Burns just told us. He said, look, you know, the part of the reason for concern with defense is I don't know how much better it can get personnel wise. We don't know what they have. Offense, I do, Wolf, believe is going to get better over the course of the season. Um, it was fine in the fourth quarter yesterday, but the Chiefs were done at that point. They were yeah. just running out the clock, yep. basically. So and there's not a whole lot of positive to take from yesterday, but I do feel like it will get better because I think they have the personnel for it to be a pretty good offense, but it was yesterday, and it comes back to something you and I have been saying for a couple months, and we're not the only ones that have been saying this. This team is constructed in a way 
where they're supposed to win with their offense. Their resources were invested in their offense. Their money has gone to their offense. They've put vets and established players who have had success in this league around Kyler Murray in the offense. A lot of them were hurt yesterday, but still, that was a very disappointing effort from their side of the football. Yeah, no, it really is. Uh, I continue to look at the offensive side of the football as the main problem for the Arizona Cardinals going forward. Uh, The defense is going to be what it's going to be. There are some young guys that they need to get better. I, I look at Marco Wilson. Marco Wilson is a guy that needs to play like he did in the first 10 weeks of last year. He's going to get better. I think Marco Wilson is going to he get better. He almost had a pick yesterday, corner, too. Almost had a pick. And that would have helped. I, I don't, it wouldn't have changed the game, but I think it would have just helped him to get that interception. Yeah, you know what I mean? They've got just young guys that need to get better. Young guys that need to develop. Um, there's no doubt about it. I think they will, but they're never going to be the strength of this team this year, in my opinion. And if they are, look out. It's the offense that has always been the strength of this team in the Cliff Kingsbury era, for the most part, and needs to continue to be the team that goes out and scores points, and those points will allow them to win games. This is Zach Ertz after the game yesterday saying, look, the Cardinals offensively just have to start faster than they did. We got to find a way to start fast. Can't be down whatever it was, like a thousand or nothing at the end of the first half. I think it was twenty to seven, um, and then we get the ball to start the second half and do nothing with it. Um, we just got to find a way to start better. It comes down to execution ultimately in, the, in this league. You can say what you want, but it's all about execution and finding a way to have positive plays on first down, be great on third down, and score touchdowns. Um, and so we got to do better at that. I mean, it felt like a thousand to nothing after the first quarter, like he just said. It was, it was in fact only twenty yeah. to seven. Zach Ertz was one of those guys that you didn't really notice a lot in the first half, and then he got going in the second half a little bit. But uh, you know, it wasn't you know, two catches, fourteen yards, got in the end zone. Um, he's one of those guys that. I think is going to be key in offsetting not having DeAndre Hopkins for the first six weeks. Now, I don't know about you, Wolf, but when I saw the inactives and saw Trey McBride was inactive, I thought Zach Ertz was going to be in line maybe for a fully healthy monster day. I'm not saying he's not fully healthy, uh, but he didn't have a monster day. Nobody did. No, nobody did. And I I think, once again, I, I hate to continue to harp on this, and I know that people are so tired of it, but I, I have to tell you what it is that I believe is wrong. And when I look at the Arizona Cardinals, again, they need to put Kyler Murray in a balanced offense. He's got to be an offense where they can run the ball and they can throw the ball. They need that. They need more of that. Max Williams was a guy that, again, an 11 personnel, one back, one tight end. Three wide receivers, man. You could open it up. But the Cardinals last year were at their best when Max Williams was the stud tight end. I Look, Zach Ertz, I love him, man. I do. Zach Ertz is a guy that will stick his face into the fan. He's not afraid by any stretch of the imagination. He's just not nearly as effective as a Max Williams is when Max Williams sticks his face into the fan. You got a lot of balance with all the talent the Cardinals have on the outside. You got A.J. Green who had one target, I believe. I think it was one target. Yeah. A.J. Green. You got Hollywood Brown, of course. Hopefully when Rondell Moore comes back, they're going to be good to go right there. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins, when he comes back. Um, look, they, they've they got the weapons 
they just need they need to be able to have a base and that base has got to be balanced and they're at their best when they are balanced that's the best way to protect well, Kyler Murray as well it's got to get going to your point on the tight ends so looking at the snap counts out of 65 offensive plays Zach Ertz played 39 Max Williams played 10 Steven Anderson played 9 and obviously uh, Trey McBride was inactive AJ Green had a couple catches late in the game, but it was when everything was sort of out of out of reach. He had two catches for 13 yards. Boy, Trey McBride was inactive. Was too. inactive. How about that? Yeah. Right and, there? And, and you know, Hollywood Brown had that that nice touchdown catch. It looked like, hey, the, uh, these guys look like they have played together their whole lives. But that was really the only play where he was a factor. I, I wonder why they really got away from the run as quickly as they did yesterday, Wolf, because. They were still in striking distance. We talked about the end of the first half where you get the ball off that turnover and it's 20-7. to If you could get even three points, but certainly if you get seven points, you can convince yourself, hey, we're getting the ball to start the second half. We're at least still in this. Yeah. And it unraveled. In fact, where Kansas City with an injured kicker hit a 54-yard field goal, and then it was just done. That just, honestly, I thought it was a turning point of the game. I talked about it a little bit earlier in this broadcast, but yeah, it was 20-7, to of course. At that point in time, they had 58 seconds to go. Um, They had the ball on the Kansas City Chiefs 42-yard line after the Dennis Gardeck strip fumble. They ran three plays, had a fourth and two. Suddenly, they're at the Chiefs 34-yard line. There's 40 seconds left on the clock. You're thinking, hey, man, they might even get a touchdown out of this. They could have still gotten a touchdown out of it. They did not get the touchdown. And as we all know, they did not convert on that fourth and two because Greg Dorch coming out of the backfield tripped up even though he was going to be wide open stumbled regained his balance but the by the time he regained that balance suddenly Kyler Murray came off of Greg Dorch and thought he had to make a play somewhere else which I agreed with I thought the exact same thing he didn't have any time he couldn't sit there and watch the play develop exactly he couldn't tell is he going to gain his balance is he not Um, as it all worked out as we all know the Cardinals scored no points in that possession right there and the Kansas City Chiefs got a field goal that three points right before half I'll promise you felt like 30 points it, it, it ultimately would have been a band-aid I'm sure but it just would have it would have it would have sent you into halftime in a game where you had been thoroughly outplayed yeah. right there in the game and getting the ball to start the second half. And sometimes yes. that's how you steal games. Now, they wouldn't have stole it yesterday, most likely, based on how it all played out. But it, you would have been halfway through a game. You didn't play all that well, and you started very slowly against a potentially great team, and you would have still been in it. And then when that all happened, they just were not in it anymore. Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Okay, so one game against a very good team, but what's your level of concern for the next 16 games now for the Cardinals after the way things looked yesterday. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Love you, bro. Love you. Love you. Let's be the best. Let's be the best. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to the show. Cliff Kingsbury is going to join us here shortly. Wolf, during the break, you know, they're doing the press conference. 
from the other room. I can't hear it. I can just sort of see the video of it right now, so we know, you know, it's kind of behind the scenes, like when we're, when we're getting ready to have him come in here. Right. I'm trying to judge based off of Cliff's facial expressions what the questions are that are being asked to him. <laughs> he doesn't seem super psyched about any of them. No, he does not. Uh, I'm looking at his facial expressions as well, and I would say, in a word, Placid. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so he's going to join us here in just a few minutes. But overall, now that we've we've done, you and I have been talking about this game. You talked to him. You did. You were on the broadcast yesterday. You've talked about this game quite a bit. We've spent the last almost four hours considering the crosstalk with uh, with Bickley and Murata, sort of trying to talk our way through this. And for me, and I think you're the same way. We're both kind of naturally optimistic. So I'm trying my, my just my natural instinct is to to look for the silver lining that really isn't any, you know, except that it's one game. And that I do believe that the offense will ultimately be fine when they get healthy, although it's the NFL and there's no, no. guarantee they'll be healthy. So what's your concern level? Not just, OK, what happened yesterday, but going forward. I love the fact that you, you set it up the way that you did right there, Luke, because my old coach, Basinonians, I've used this many, many times and it's true. But he used to say one's a point. Two's a trend, three's a pattern. And in the National Football League right now, I believe that. Three or four games. That's what I take a sample size of. Three or four games before you start drawing some conclusions. Especially now in a 17-game season. you got to take three or four games before you can really start drawing some conclusions about a football team. And right now, I'm willing to admit, um, it's one game in the National Football League. And if you look across the league, a lot of the upsets that happened in the National Football League in Week 1. It was a typical Week 1 where you just didn't really know what to expect. Having said all of that, Basinonians, I... I'm worried. <laughs> I am. Based on what I saw um, on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, that does concern me. Well, yeah, look, I mean, I, I expected this team to lose to the Chiefs and make the playoffs. And so really nothing at the most basic level, right. no part of that equation changed. They lost to the Chiefs. The Chiefs might win the Super Bowl. I, I don't understand how the Chiefs have only won one Super Bowl in this this run with Patrick Mahomes, but whatever. But it's how they lost to the Chiefs. Right. It's it's almost right. like it felt how like badly. Yeah, they lost I mean they got the booed Chiefs. off the field off their own field at halftime of that game yesterday. It, it felt like the Cardinals were kind of watching the Chiefs with the rest of us for for stretches of that game, and because a lot of the areas where they struggled the most were areas that people were concerned coming in. It wasn't like, oh, this is weird. You know that they, they were supposed to beat this team and they lost. Were they not ready for this game? If they weren't. If it was simply, a, oh, we weren't ready to play, okay, that raises its own questions. But at the same time, you can at least kind of look towards next week. Defensively, I think it's fair to have questions if they have enough on defense to be a playoff team. I still think after one week, I'm not going to write their season off because of one game. But they, they, they're going to have to flip this quickly against yeah. Vegas. No, I'm with you on that one right there. Um, listen, they played like they did at the end of last season. That's, that that was right. Yeah, that was a thing. Uh, Dave Pash referenced this concern a couple of times, and I realized he was right. He was like, "Man, that Wolf, they kind of look like they did at the end of last season." And I think David was right, and um, that is concerning right there. All three phases, I thought they got outplayed. 
that's concerning as well. It was it was how they went out and played in how they didn't play in all three phases that got my attention. Yeah, it was, that's so spot on. There was that sinking feeling at some yes. point in the first half where it was like, oh, wait a minute, this is not a loss to the Chiefs. This feels like January, I think it was January yes. 17th against yes. the Rams. Oh, my goodness. You know, and, and to the point a few people have made, Kyler Murray didn't look nearly as bad yesterday as he did against no. the Rams. I thought Kyler looked fine. I, I do. I, I liked his, his answers in the postgame press conference, which ultimately mean nothing in the standings, but might might lead towards better things or might uh, imply better things for this team when things start to turn. But it's a tough stretch at the start of the season to go Chiefs, Raiders, and Rams. And we had Darren Urban in here before. We were talking about how desperate the Cardinals are going to have to be next week. The Raiders are going to be equally desperate because they're in a, a loaded division. They're 0-1, and their schedule after that's actually even harder than the Cardinals. So any advantage the Cardinals well, are going to get over the Raiders, they're going to have to manufacture themselves. Yeah, the, the Arizona Cardinals had a hard time stopping the run. And um, guess what? Guess what is coming with Josh Jacobs and the Los Angeles Raiders? Yeah. I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders. See, Los how many Angeles, Oakland. Uh, who cares? <laughs> Look, when They've you move, all over. When you move every three years. Diego, yeah. At some point in time, too. That's why I just call them the Raiders. Yeah, the, Ra- the Raiders. But, you know, once again, they run the ball. That's what they're going to do. So I am a little, okay, you got my attention right there going up to Vegas to play the Raiders. They're going to run the ball with Josh Jacobs, who is a very physical running back, a guy that will torpedo you if you're not careful. And then a, a team that also has Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, a team that has a pass rush, even though they didn't record any sacks last last week against the Chargers. This is a concern blocking those two guys coming off the edge. Yeah, and you know, do they have Patrick Mahomes? No, but they have Devontae Adams. <laughs> so it's it's not going to be a matter of hey, do they do the Raiders have weaknesses? It's going to be more a matter of what the uh, the Cardinals are actually able to do for themselves. All right, we come back. We are going to be joined by Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Get his thoughts on what happened yesterday. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. Your home for everything everything Cardinals. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. In the red zone with Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Presented by Earnhardt Hyundai and Ford dealers. No bowl since 1951. All right, we're back here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. It's time for our weekly exclusive conversation with Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff, uh, thank you for the time. Thanks for joining us. I guess let's just start fairly big picture here with yesterday. Were you as surprised as a lot of people were by what you saw from your team? I was. I, I thought we were going to play better, uh, execute at a higher level, and, and play crisper, and, and it wasn't um, what we anticipated at all. Got to give Kansas City a lot of credit. That's a tremendous organization, tremendous team, but um, we did not play at a high level, and, and uh, the score was indicative of, of that game. Cliff, there are some coaches that would say, hey, you know what, we're not even going to look at this because that was not us. We're not even going to look at this tape. We're going to move on, and we're going to put this behind us. Where are you on this one? 
Yeah, I, I think that is um, you know something that can be used throughout the season. But week one, there's there's so much to be uh, learned. I, I think even in a tough loss like that, where, where nothing seems to um, work uh, or you don't execute the way you want to, so we're, we're going to watch the film and um, try to make a big jump from week to one to week two. And, and we, we need to. Uh, it wasn't good enough yesterday on any level, and coaching and playing, and, and uh, we got to be a lot better. Two of the the bigger reasons or excuses you guys could use would be uh, injuries, obviously, and the preseason was handled in a way where, where guys didn't play. Now, I know you said after the game yesterday that's not why what happened yesterday happened. Do you, would you change the preseason at all? I mean, you can't, you can't change anything about the injuries, but but do you did you expect coming into this game that you were going to get that sort of treatment by them? Um, I knew they were really good. Uh, they they like, looked like a oiled machine. Um, like they, It looked like week nine for them. You know, I thought the way they executed their timing, um, the way they tackled. And um, so, yeah, they, they played at a high level. I, I think preseason as a coach, every coach would, would want, if you could, to, to get your guys some time. But it's just based on depth, based on age, based on different things. I think um, each each team has to do it by a case-by-case basis. And uh, so that was the choice we made. And the year before, like I said, I thought we came out and played really well. And this year, for whatever reason, we, we did not. So, Cliff, is there a message that you want um, your players to carry throughout this week as they're preparing for the Vegas? And if so, what is that? Uh, we got to have a, a much greater sense of urgency. I mean, this this league is is week in, week out. You're going to play um, teams that are coming in to beat you, and, and they're going to compete at a high level. And if you don't match that intensity and that focus and, and that level of execution, you're going to get embarrassed. And um, you know that that came up on us fast, and our guys understand that now. So I expect our intensity and focus at practice to be much greater and uh, should be moving forward. Kyler kind of mentioned that too. He, he basically said maybe this is a wake-up call that the whole team needed. Since you and him have gotten here, you have never lost the opener. So is it possible to maybe turn that into something that, that big picture could be a positive in an 18-week, 17-game season? Yeah, it has to be. I mean, nobody's going to go undefeated. We know that. That was a very good team, whether you lost by 20 or, or 1. Um, it was going to be a challenge to, to beat that team. But uh, just the, the level which we executed how we did things, how we played the game just wasn't our standard or what we want to be. And, and um, so our, our guys will recognize that. And uh, I expect us to play a lot better next week. Cliff, when you watch the tape, how did Kyler play? I thought he battled. You know, the, there were a couple of throws, obviously, he'd like to have back. But that, that's every week as a quarterback. There's stuff you want to have back. But uh, I like the way he finished the game. We needed to get something going to build some momentum with our offense moving forward and with that group. And um, he battled those last two drives and found a way to, to get in the end zone, and, and I think that'll help us moving forward. So uh, really proud of the way he fought, uh, but collectively, we, we all got to be a lot sharper. Cliff Kingsbury joining us right now. Uh, Cliff, Greg Dortch, I know you'd said after the game, there's probably at least one play he would like back, but all in all, considering where he was coming from and the role he stepped into, would you think of his game? Yeah, I, I've been really um, happy for, for Dortch and, and what he's been able to accomplish from where he's he's come. He continues to make plays when the ball comes his way, and, and there's a little things that he has to uh, get more detailed on and, and, and progress in, but um, you know the, the ball kind of came his way once it became a two-minute type game there late, and uh, he made the most of some of those opportunities, but, but we all got to get a lot better. Cliff, I was um, disappointed in the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Um, did you feel the same way? Yeah, I, I didn't think we... Um, 
played with the same physicality that, that I had seen throughout training camp, and um, that that was something that has to be addressed. And, and hopefully, we can get you know JJ back uh, on the defensive line here soon, and um, you know one of those guards, whether it's Pew or Cody Ford, uh, back in there up front on offense, and, and that should help. But but we have to be um, you know tougher and more physical in, in that area. There were moments in that game where it seemed like Isaiah Simmons was almost trying to do too much, and obviously he's been asked to do a lot, and you're facing Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, but what did you think of Isaiah's game? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely things that, that he'd like to have over and um, we had a tough task you, you said it covering one of the best tight ends Hall of Fame tight end with a, a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing it to him but uh, moving forward he, he's got to you know stay focused play each play as its own separate entity and if good bad or indifferent you got to move forward and focus on the next one and, and that's something that, that he'll uh, he'll learn from and be better moving forward so what was Spags doing to Hollywood Brown what, you were moving him around a little bit I noticed that as well what was Spagnolo doing to try to take him away. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, once they got up, that was the tough part. He, you know, he wants to play shell and cover two, and once they got up, we were one-dimensional, and, and that made it tough yep. sliding to, to get the ball to, to certain people, and um, they had a couple of sacks there that uh, really set us behind the change. We hurt ourselves get, get off schedule a few times, but uh, got to give them a lot a lot of credit. They didn't um, give us anything easy and, and made us earn every, every yard we got. Is this a situation where, again, it's one game. Do you have to, to talk to guys to make sure this doesn't snow Ball, considering that you know, you've got Vegas and, and you've got the Rams coming up, so it's not an easy schedule. Or do you depend on guys in that room to kind of make sure everybody keeps it in context? Yeah, it's just all of us. I think coaches and players understand that um, we we don't want that to be representative of, of who we are as a team. And, and um, this league can turn quick. I mean, one one week you're the worst team ever, and the next week you're winning the Super Bowl. And we all understand that. So we're, we're going to get back to, to business on uh, on Wednesday and um, try to improve great going into uh, the Vegas game. So overall, how did the offensive line grade out, Cliff? Okay, you know I think certain positions played at a high level, and, and there's ones that that have to get better. But uh, protection at times was good. I thought the run game at times was good, but not consistently enough uh, to beat a team like that. I know you don't want to use injuries as an excuse, but are you confident you're going to start getting some of these guys back and be able to play at full strength like Rondale Moore? Yeah, within the next month, I, I feel like you know some of those guys that are on that. Um, injured reserve list that'll come off after after week four um some some starters there you know rondell would be great to have back justin Pugh would be great jj and uh definitely provide some stability at some positions that, that we need help at you know cliff you were talking about the sense of urgency and i'm having a hard time you know being the old guy here and of course a former player but having a hard time wondering what do you mean by that uh, do you, do you, these guys were not locked in to play week one in the NFL? Uh, I I think that they knew week one was coming, but I I think the level of play that... the Chiefs played at was was uh, a step above probably what they anticipated. You know, I don't think they saw what was coming, and um, it woke us up. There's no doubt. It showed how far we have to come in a short time to get ready to compete in this league, and uh, hopefully, um, we show that on Sunday. 
is kind of a, a different sort of question, I guess. But last year, the conversation was, okay, why aren't you winning more at home? But the flip side was you were winning all the time on the road. Do you lean into the fact that you are going on the road and you were very successful on the road at all last season when you talked to them? Our guys know how we played on the road, so the, the conversation is, is really just about the leaps and, and execution and, and uh, situational football and getting better in all areas. Um, you know, we, we're... Uh, we understand what at home has been like, and, and we, we want to be better for the fans when, when we do come come home. But um, the road game is just an opportunity to, to get better as a team, and uh, it'll be a big challenge for the team we're facing. So after watching the tape, did you think to yourself, man, all of this is correctable? I did, yeah. If it, it was one thing if you know we didn't think we had the players or the ability or, or um, the right guys in the right places, but it's things that are fixable. We, we just got to work on it in practice and um, trust it and then go execute at a high level on, on game day. Cliff, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thank you. Good luck this week. Thank you all, fellas. Thank you, Coach. So, that's Cliff Kingsbury joining us right there uh, following the, the well the press conference. We were trying to figure out what he was saying based right. on, on how the uh, the camera looked. But um, look, I mean, that's that's a tough game coming off that one. The last thing he said, and you would expect a coach to say that, but if that that's the biggest thing, Wolf, is do they feel like they have all the pieces there? And, and I think they do on offense. It's just a matter of getting them healthy and getting them rolling. Defensively, we're going to have to wait and see because there's there's a lot of young players. Yeah, defense has got to grow, got to get that offense right. The onus is on the offense of the Arizona Cardinals to win games this year, in my opinion. All right, that's it for us. Thanks to Aaron Maloney out here with us. Uh, Jesse Morris and Lauren Koval back at the studios for Wolf. I'm Luke. we got Burns and Gambo next right here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. You've been listening to In the Red Zone with Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Presented by Earnhardt Hyundai and Ford dealers. No bowl since 1951. Your home for everything Cardinals. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station.